You're listening to Q&A Over Coffee. This podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for obtaining accounting, tax, or financial advice from a professional accountant. Hey, everyone. This is a special episode recorded live at the Enterprise Minnesota State of Manufacturing event held this year on November 9th. Uh, This is the annual event put on by the organization. It really helps get a better understanding of what's going on in the manufacturing industry, what are concerns people have, what are opportunities they see. So we took our Q&A podcast live on the road to this event, asking Enterprise Minnesota folks, sponsors, um, anyone involved with the industry, what, what they think the results of this annual survey, the state of manufacturing, are going to be. So these questions were recorded prior to the release of the results. I was going to tell you, send, send Brisa over here. Brisa? Yeah, I'll talk, talk manufacturing with Mr. Brisa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tell him I want to see him. Brisa, put the, put the headphones on. Now step into the microphone. Okay. Hey, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> You're on the podcast. We're talking manufacturing a little bit. Give, give an introduction. Who are you? I'm Mike Breeza. I'm a tax principal at Olson Thielen. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Mike. So uh, today is all about manufacturing. We're at Enterprise Minnesota's uh, big rollout event, which uh, their survey turns out a lot of different results on uh, what's going on in the manufacturing industry. Uh, what I think it's, is super valuable is it highlights a lot of things that are impacting the industry um, that manufacturers need to be aware of, maybe some of the problems that they're facing, uh, which highlights areas where we can help them. What are some of the big areas that you anticipate are going to come out in this rollout event? Well, certainly to get an idea of, you know, what are people thinking? You know, we have a lot of manufacturers who are going to be, who are going to be attending this and see what, what really is, you know, what, what are people thinking? What's the, what's the business, you know, personnel really thinking about? You know, the world, tax laws, you know, just, just everything that relates to manufacturing. It's a lot of different factors to that that hit and impact things, right? Anything from employment to inflation to workforce, to you name it, right? Yep, cash. Yeah, law. You know, we just we just had a we just had a uh, election here, and we got another big one coming up in a year. So a lot of things can come out of that. Yeah. Well, in your background, being a tax principal, the big uh, change in R and D. What's your What's your take? Do you think is it blue sky hope that they'll ever come back and repeal that, or are we kind of stuck with that new change with the capitalization of R and D expense? Well, it depends on who you talk to on uh, in Washington D.C. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of them are pushing for it, but that's what their constituents want. They want to hear that from them that they are pushing for it, but most right, likely we're stuck with what we got. Yeah, I mean, it keeps getting attached to bills. Yeah, I mean, they keep, you know, I mean, it keeps hoping, but until we get some centralized government. Uh, don't see it happening. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, hey, thanks for your time on the podcast today. I hope you enjoy the rollout event, and uh, we'll see you around. All right. You guys have fun, too. All right. Thanks, Mike. Well, let's uh, let's talk manufacturing. All right. So I have uh, with us uh, co-sponsors of the uh, State of Manufacturing rollout, USI Insurance Services, so Rana and Clyde. Why don't you guys do a quick introduction of yourselves, who you are, uh, what you guys do as a company and a sponsor and everything else. Well, I'm Rana Krennic, and um, with USI, we... Clyde and I both are benefit consultants um, working with 
clients to develop their programs, cost containment strategies, et cetera. USI as an organization is a full service organization with employee benefit consulting, property casualty, cyber, um, 401k retirement plans, and advanced planning. So Okay. Clyde? Quick introduction. Yeah, uh, I'm Clyde Stocky. I've been doing this for uh, too many years, probably close to 30 years, uh, benefit consultant. Seen a lot of trends come and go. Uh, everybody's trying to control health care costs, have a well-conceived uh, benefit package. Seen a lot of things in, in those 30 years. Great. Well, in, in a little bit here, we're going to go into the conference and hear all about the state of manufacturing survey and the results that came out of that. And, you know, I anticipate there will be a number of issues that manufacturers are facing. Um, what do you guys anticipate? What's one that you can see coming and, and one that maybe you can help with? Well, as it relates to our industry and specific to manufacturing, uh, kind of maybe the top three challenges, one's money. It's just cash. Sure. Uh, lack of it. U.S. labor statistics uh, from 2020 stated that 69% of Americans had less than 1000 bucks in their savings account. At the end of 2019, now, that's important because... That's pre-COVID, when right. I would say we're all fat, dumb, and happy. We had a strong economy, low interest rates, and they had less than a thousand bucks to pay for deductibles that were three thousand dollars or greater. Uh, so, number two that we're seeing right now, post-COVID trend, is increase in uh, gap in care, meaning that people aren't going to see their primary care physician, and what's happening as a result of that is we're seeing an increase in large claims. So. They're behind the eight ball. They're late on getting these conditions diagnosed. And now it's uh, expensive, stage three, stage sure. four, uh, very costly for employer health plans. And unfortunately, sometimes the outcomes aren't the best for the patient. Yeah, you're, now you're losing employees to health care problems instead of yeah. helping them stay healthy, keep them in, in the workplace, et cetera. Yeah, in yeah. lost productivity. And I sure. would say uh, the third one, prescription drugs, which are the fastest growing segment in healthcare. Now we're consuming 25% of the overall healthcare spend and projected to go up even more. Um, so USI has created a solution pack that we call the White Glove. It is a disruptor in the manufacturing marketplace because it addresses these top three concerns. So, you know, let me give you an example. What if, Adam, you owned a manufacturing plant and your employees and your dependents could have a healthcare provider come to your home, drive to your home, work, or daycare for a healthcare visit. And that visit would be free to you, including labs, x-rays, EKGs, and over 550 free medications. So that entire event would be free to you. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. So what we've done with that, it's a disruptor in the manufacturing segment because it's a differentiator for controlling, uh, you know, keeping people working for you. But we've also addressed that lack of money because they don't have to. It's free. They don't have to worry about that big deductible. We have narrowed, had an impact on those gaps in care because it's easier. It's more accessible. They don't have to pack up the kids to go see the doctor. And we've also had a financial impact on the health plan for prescription drugs because all those drugs are at no cost. So do you have, currently, do you have clients taking advantage of this White Glove program? We do. Program? We do, and we've had great success. In fact, we get discounts from the insurance companies because it works so well. So, okay. yeah. so do you, you see it, obviously, you guys see this as a sustainable model that, that sh could theoretically continue to solve problems for a lot of business owners, manufacturing specifically? Absolutely, Adam. In fact, we started this concept six years ago in the metro market in Minnesota, and we've grown it to 10 other large markets in, in 10 That's states. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, no brick and mortar. They go right to the member. Yeah, I like that. 
But, you know, finally, someone that's solving problems around healthcare. I think that's been a, a sticking point. I think we've seen that on the state of manufacturing rollout as a result of a, a big concern for a lot of manufacturers for years now, I'd say, even the past 10, right? So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're going to be doing a webinar. Okay. On December 5th. Yeah. For your clients. So how do they find it? I mean, obviously, uh, we co-promote a lot of what you guys do at Olson Thielen. Yep. Um, so they they likely, you know, if listeners are listening, they can find it on our website. But if they wanted to look elsewhere, how do they find uh, Val, Val's going to be sending out invites and more information okay. on the webinar that's coming up. All right. So if you're listening to the podcast, we have your email. So stay tuned. You'll be getting uh, contacted by our marketing team and uh, we'll get that information out to everybody. All right. Looking forward to hearing it. Well, yeah. thank you, uh, Rana and Clyde, for sticking around and joining me on the podcast. And um, we'll see you around here at the event. That sounds good. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, all right. I'm going to tee this up a little bit here. So, uh, we got John Connolly with Enterprise Minnesota joining us here. John did some, uh, some education for our firm uh, earlier this year, talked a little bit about lean manufacturing we had and a what good he time. does. So, yeah, John, go ahead and give an introduction of yourself and uh, what you do at Enterprise Minnesota. So I'm part of the consulting that we do. I'm responsible for our, our consulting area. We have uh, five different practices. Our focus, as you know, is exclusively on small and medium-sized manufacturers. Yeah. We've long been known for continuous improvement. We also help with quality systems. We're doing a lot in leadership development right now because it affects the culture that helps find people and retain them. Yep. And then uh, we've got a lot going on in strategy and in revenue growth. Okay. Slash marketing. We, sure. I, we think of the focus on growing revenue as is the more specific. It's a pretty big driver for you know any business, right? I mean, if you don't have it coming in on the front side, it's, everybody understands yeah, that. You're yeah, right. Yeah. So um, when you were with us, you talked a lot, a little bit about lean manufacturing. Right. Um, we got the the manufacturing results rolling out from the survey. Have have you guys been briefed on what's coming, or is this going to be a surprise to you too? This will be new to me. I have the benefit though of having seen all of the surveys before this, and and there are a lot of things that are stable. And I'm looking forward to the additional insights for yeah. this year. Yeah, what do you, um, I mean, working with manufacturing, I'm sure you're anticipating some of the issues that are probably going to be revealed to us here soon. But what are you kind of expecting that's going to come out? I, a lot of them, you know, history will tell us it's, it's a lot of similar trends. You're right. Um, what do you think is going to come back out now on one of the top concerns? Well, for years we've been talking about the, the effects on the workforce. Uh, every manufacturer, every business for that matter, is looking for more yeah, talent. More employees, exactly. skilled labor. Yeah. And so when you start to dig into that, you begin to realize there are, there are uh, essential pieces that are sometimes hidden. What I mean by that is for our clients, the culture that they operate their business under is will be the largest draw to bringing people in, the largest draw to retaining people. And frankly, the retained people are often the link to new people, that sure. connection. So I expect that part of what we'll see is we'll see more specific elements. Culture is such a broad thing to think about. Yeah. I think we're going to th see more specifics that help us define what is culture, what does it look like, what can I actually do about it? Yeah. You know, they don't, I don't think I remember past ones calling out specifically like process improvement or, or lean processes, but it's sort of embedded into a lot of the issues that, that are presented. Mm -hmm. Have you heard, um, have you been working at all with uh, companies on ESG? You know what ESG is? I do. Okay. Have you seen that becoming more of an issue? I, I think it's, it's, it's moving its way up the chart. Many of our clients being smaller and medium-sized, it, it's still entry-level yeah. for them. You know, what's interesting is I, uh, I was just at a conference. We were talking a little bit about ESG, and uh, 
and a, and a fellow was talking about lean manufacturing and he said, you know, it's a new term maybe for a lot of people, but realistically, manufacturing has been practicing ESG for years. It's all about sustainability and, and process point. improvement, right? Mm-hmm. Eliminating waste, um, being conservative. It's just putting metrics now in place to track some mm-hmm. of that. And so, you know, it, it really, I think, goes hand in hand with what you do and how you consult with, I think you're with right. your clients. So, And I think if we pull it back to the culture side, part of what we spent time on when we were together was talking about some of the the typical uh, progressions and tools inside of lean. And what we see in companies right now is most all of them know what lean manufacturing is. How well it's deployed goes back to that involvement of the people. Um, How do we encourage them to solicit ideas? How do we evaluate the ideas that are worth investing in? Yeah, put them to test. Then let's put them in place and recognize they were successful and and keep ourselves in a cycle of encouraging ideas to be submitted. Yeah, that's great. Any uh, any words for for the manufacturing uh, clients listening in on the podcast? Any uh, words of wisdom or recommendations or thoughts? You know, I think that the biggest thing that, that I run into, I, w- I was with a company just yesterday, and when I was looking at what they're doing in operations, what they're doing in quality, they're, they're pleased to have a full staff right now. Um, so their challenge is to now think further out about where are we headed. So I think that trying to think more strategically being strategic doesn't produce parts, and parts is what generates revenue. So we have to do tactical elements for revenue, and we have to think strategically about where's the next revenue coming from, yeah. the next industry, the next customer, the next service that we provide. Yeah. So that'd be my advice, is you gotta make parts, and you gotta look forward and think about where things come from next. Yeah, which is good, That's a, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean. The future for manufacturing is bright. It always has been. It, it certainly is faced with challenges as well, but manufacturing's not going away. In fact, you know, it's, we just reinvent it and, uh, you know, and revise it and enhance it, and, and it's going to continue. So looking forward is always a great way to, to think about your business, right, whether you're manufacturing or any business, really. So. Well, and in, in our business is trying to support manufacturers. We, we know that while manufacturing represents a certain percentage of the state's gross domestic product, roughly 13%, it generates 16% of the wages. Yeah. And so it's not going to go away. And the more we can support it, the stronger the state is, as well as the manufacturing industry That's in right. general. That's right. Making Minnesota just a great place to live. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks, John, for joining me. And I appreciate your insights. And it's good to see you again. Thanks for asking, All Adam. Right. Well, we have uh, Kurt Bear with Enterprise Minnesota joining us at the table. Kurt, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself quick. Yeah, so I'm Kirk Bear, uh, Enterprise Minnesota's sales business development guy. My territory is southern Minnesota, so the I-90 corridor, Highway 14 from Winona over to St. Peter, right now up to New Ulm, Marshall, that okay. territory. So, yeah. yeah. What? How is uh, how is manufacturing in your area? What's going on in the industry there? Anything different from the rest of the state? You know, I feel like that people are hearing about some sort of a recession but they're not feeling it yeah in their business they might feel it you know they feel inflation like we all do um, but they're not necessarily feeling the recession Um, you know that I facilitate or help support three different peer councils yeah which are a great uh, means to communicate with our customers and at those peer councils, these are always questions, yeah. you know, about what's going on, what are people seeing in the marketplace. Um, I also feel like that the market segment that people are involved with 
has a big impact on their business volume. Yep. People that are involved in energy and the stabilization of the grid and ensuring steady power supply, all those people are busy. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that the, the feeling of inflation and, you know, the question again of are we going into a recession or are we going to stay out of a recession? And I was at a conference, they were talking about mixed signals, right? Um, all the leading indicators kind of show that, hey, things are, are still good, maybe slowing down a little bit. But then you have the lagging indicators. I mean, the inflation rate is still high. The interest rates are high, um, which aren't super favorable for expanding manufacturing in any way. But... Um, you know, the purchasing and everything else, sales are still, you know, pretty strong, not maybe, maybe not where everybody wants them to be, but not at the low point either. So I understand the, uh, not necessarily the frustration, but the uncertainty in the market right now of what's going on and where are we heading? Yeah, I think people that are wanting or needing to invest in their business realize that it's only going to cost more tomorrow. Yeah. And while they'd love to have it, have the costs of five or 10 years ago, they also know that they can't postpone this indefinitely. Yep. And so better to pull the trigger, uh, make a good business decision now, yeah. and you know, uh, do their, you know, do what they need to to serve customers. Um, I think the other thing that's happening, which is favorable, is the availability of employees is better. Yeah. So we heard that. So you have a, a good market pool uh, for workforce. Well, in southern Minnesota, we seem okay. to. People yeah. are not having to be, or they can be more choosy now. Sure. And so that's, that's, good. that's good. Yep. Yeah. So with your peer groups, since you're you're hearing concerns over maybe costs or the uncertainty in costs or things are costing more, do you guys talk a lot about pricing then and staying ahead on the pricing game? Um, they get advice from one another about that. Okay. You know, like, uh, obviously, around the room, they'll talk about, you know, how are you handling price increases, material cost increases, um, but those questions are not as uh, frequent as they used to be. Sure. So, sure. yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to be entering the room here pretty soon to hear the results of the state of manufacturing uh, event and the survey. Now, John, uh, when John was on, he said that you guys weren't privy to the results yet, so it's going to be a surprise for you, too, unless you have insider knowledge. Now. Well, we had an internal event about okay. a week ago, <laughs> and I did not participate because okay. I wanted to, like, have that wow factor, right? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, that's, uh, so, that's what um, we did. I mean, we've seen, and John and I, too, we talked about, you know, if you've been here, if you've been following Enterprise Minnesota for the last several years, you'll hear very similar results coming out in that survey. Um, maybe just displacing each other right in the order of importance. What do you kind of anticipate is going to be some of the more important and pressing issues? I think that the recent uh, work by the legislature is a big concern. Yeah. I saw some charts and graphs in the uh, conference hall there about how uh, business owners are responding to that, and whether they feel like Minnesota is a great place to do business. I honestly feel like a lot of people that do business in Minnesota are first from Minnesota. Yep. And so that's why they have their business in Minnesota. They put the roots up and Yeah, it's and not as if they could choose anywhere to do business and they chose Minnesota. They live in Minnesota and happen to yeah. be entrepreneurs. So then the concern is, you know, if you watch um, population statistics, we have more people leaving the state than we do coming in, right? We have a net negative. I have to trust your yeah. judgment on that. So, I'm sure it's true for California and other places, but I don't know about Minnesota. Yeah, different. And, and that's that's the last I had heard anyway, is that we're in a net negative number, you know, yeah. as far as, as the workforce goes. And that could be anything of people relocating or, or leaving the workforce in general. Um, but I think, you know, 
to replace that, we've had some really nice technological advances. Automation obviously has helped solve some of those problems with manufacturing. Are you seeing your clients in Southern Minnesota implement a lot of automation to kind of help solve workforce issues or maybe augment workforce issues? I think they want to get the benefits of automation, which you know, part of that is the uh, reduced demand or reduced uh, reliance on labor. I don't think automation eliminates labor, it just changes the focus. Yeah. So, you know, I have one of my customers who does a great job, he's in Laverne, which is all the way over by South Dakota, and he's an automation supplier. You know, I'll give him a pitch, it's Backdraft Manufacturing. Um, they do a great job. They did a project for one of our other customers in Blooming Prairie. Okay. So they're collaborating, you know, amongst themselves, which sure. is it's exciting to see. Yeah. Well, I know, you know, from us, we talked a little bit, or you had mentioned, you know, Minnesota being a hard place for manufacturers from the political side. They're, they're certainly not making things easy. we got a high tax rate. Um, they're cutting back on some of the deductions that manufacturers can take advantage of. But on the flip side of that, they're also dumping a lot of money into infrastructure. Um, at least the federal is. There's a lot of money out there on broadband growth and, you know, um, roads, bridges, etc. So, you know, if you can find a way into those niches, you know, you might be able to capitalize on some of those dollars that are being reinvested in the Yeah, economy. I think construction is a good market segment. I'm just not sure how many manufacturers are serving that industry. If you're yeah. in the concrete business or you make rebar cages or something like that, that might be supporting construction, but yeah. 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 Well, we'll see what the yeah. uh, results turn out here soon enough. And uh, perfect. But, but thanks for jumping on, Kurt, thanks, and sharing Adam, your insights. Sure. It's good to see you again. Okay. All right. Yeah. Take care. Um, so we got Ron uh, with Success Computer Consulting joining us. Ron, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, let the listeners know who you are, what you do. Yeah, I'm Ron Shelby. I'm a technical advisor here at Success Computer Consulting. We're in Golden Valley. Been in business for 32 years. Privately held. Um, I'm at this event because we, we happen to specialize in the manufacturing industry, so we have a number of manufacturing clients, and we're continuing to expand in this industry. Yeah. So we were talking um, off-air uh, about kind of what we do in a fractional space. So Cynthia provides fractional accounting, CFO type assistance to you know a variety of customers. Obviously, we hit the manufacturing industry as well, which brings us here today. Um, and you do something similar. I said fractional IT, but you have another name for it. But uh, you want to just describe how you fit into the workspace there? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're an outsource uh, IT provider, cybersecurity provider. So, you know, some of our firms uh, have no internal IT and they rely on us for everything from help desk support to on-site support to projects to all their cybersecurity and strategy needs. Uh, other ones have internal IT and we just supplement in those cases. So we'll extend our enterprise tools to them. Will be a peer to them, and we'll fill in the gaps where they they don't have the expertise in house. Sure, sure. Well, we're going to enter into the room here pretty soon and hear the Enterprise Minnesota State of Manufacturing rollout, right? And and what that survey is going to tell us, obviously, are all the concerns and and issues that are impacting manufacturing. One of which I remember being cybersecurity, and that's definitely something I hear a lot more about, um, especially as more manufacturers integrate technology into their manufacturing process. So. Cybersecurity being a hot issue, what are you seeing, uh, you know, with your clients, and/or just the manufacturing industry in general as it relates to cybersecurity? Yeah. So in general, in the manufacturing industry, there's a lot of companies that are behind. Yeah. Quite frankly, so I walk the shop floors, I see, you know, Windows XP computers that have been, you know, out of service for 10 to 12 years, and it's because they have software that doesn't support the newest updates. 
So manufacturing industry is lagging a little bit when it comes to cybersecurity. So that's where we come in and we, we help out, kind of shore up some of those gaps, make a road roadmap for what they should be doing in the future. We also do CMMC certification. So if you're working in the Department of Defense, we, we can help you with compliance there as well as ITAR as well. So we know some of the compliance uh, regulations that are in the manufacturing industry. But in general, just good cybersecurity practice. This is one of those industries that's kind of lagging. And so it, yeah. there's a lot of good opportunity for us to help people out. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was at a manufacturing company visiting with uh, uh, one of their managers and we pulled she pulled out a uh, computer a laptop computer and I'm not kidding you that thing was probably about three inches thick if that gives you any kind of a clue <laughs> as to how old that computer probably was um, which you know to that point that technology probably doesn't even take some of the cybersecurity software that's out there today so you know just keeping up on your systems so you advise you know manufacturing on more than just cybersecurity also it's it's what the right technology structure is, network, all that stuff, I would assume, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. cybersecurity is just one component of what we do. Pretty much anything underneath the tech, technology umbrella we, we deal with. So from day-to-day -day help desk support, you know, hey, my computer's not working, I need help. We do that to on-site uh, technician to we do fractional uh, IT director work. We're doing the strategy and a roadmap going forward. Um, so basically everything underneath technology we will will help uh, yeah. a firm with. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to see some of that coming on this uh, rollout event when they when they give us the survey results here too. So stay tuned on that one. So, well, Ron, thanks for joining us yeah. here. Uh, it's good to have you on. Absolutely. And, uh, it looks like they're calling us in, so we'll, Very cool. we'll cut it off and uh, head in and learn a little bit about manufacturing. Thank you. All right. Check out all of our Q&A over coffee episodes on the Olson Thielen website. This is also the place you can go to be notified of any new episodes and submit your suggestions for future topics. You can also find all of our podcast episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. Be sure to follow Olson Thielen on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.